Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. Just wanted to pop in before the episode today because the Decimators of Dragons are back. This episode follows the Season 1 finale. We are caught back up in the timeline, and if you aren't caught up with Season 1 and don't want to be spoiled, I'd recommend saving these episodes until you are caught back up. Our new schedule will be... One week of story A, which is Moot, Glim, and Sully, the new crew, and one week of story B, which are the Decimators of Dragons. On and off like that until the end of season two. Also a little warning that this was an emotional episode for us as we were recording it, and it may be for you as well, dealing with a memorial and funeral for one of the characters. But that's all for now. Thank you, everybody. Let's get to the game. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. We're a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast. I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore, and with me today is Tom Laird. Hey, that's me. I play Flint Firebeard. And Amy Moore. Hi. I play Thea Amastasia. Hello. Thank Hello. you for coming to my TED Talk. Uh, not with us today is Carla Johnson. Spoiler alert, if you haven't listened to the finale and don't want to find out how season one ended, now's the time to stop listening. Now. Okay, thanks, bye. Um, yeah. I want to derail us immediately and well, ask... Uh, it's been less than 30 seconds. Right. I like it. It's um, on brand. If you had to give a TED Talk, what would your TED Talk be on? Oh, shit. Look at Russ's eyes. It's just like... Well, Russ, you would, like, I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but like audio editing. Hands down. Like you could you could tell so many people so many things in a TED Talk situation. I don't but, know. But what form of audio editing? Because like you just I mean, anybody can go on YouTube and be like audio editing. Yeah, but they all suck. <laughs> OK, it'd be audio editing and or podcast something. Heavy emphasis on the something. Sure. Amy. Ah, oh, God, man. I don't know. I am. Do, I do not think I'm qualified to do a TED Talk. Those kind of talks, it doesn't matter. It could be about something that I'm completely uninterested in, like like editing audio for a podcast. <laughs> and then, but you oh, listen just... to it, but you listen to it, stop, but you listen to it and it like changes your life anyway. Like that's what a TED Talk is. Yeah, to they're me. always like, like I, super It could crazy. really be just so inspiring 
regardless of your interest in the topic. So um, I don't know if I'm that awe-inspiring, but I really like to garden. So it would be something like garden because your life will be better. Okay. There you go. And you? Uh, I would do a dedicated TED Talk to just talk about the last round of golf I played because I was really fucking good in it and I want to tell everyone about it. <laughs> so this was just a segue of your own accord to talk about how... So how good was your golf Oh my round? god. You did create anxiety within me in order to segue yourself into talking about golf. <laughs> That's right. I think that was really selfish of you, Tom. I'm, it doesn't matter. I wanted to talk about it and that was my way in. Uh, no, it was really good. I was playing so well. Everything was working great. It was a fantastic day. Wow. Shoot like 18 under? Uh, well, it was a team event. Uh, oh, but I mean, let's be honest. It was <laughs> the, the team was me. Um, yeah. as, as it usually yeah. is. Yeah. Tom, so, so humble. I'm so humble. humble. But yeah, I played so modest. well. Normally I am, but I played so well. Humbleness is out the window for this one. Yeah. That's how good I play. Humbleness. Yep. Well, that's good. Humility. I'm glad it was. Humility. Humility. Uh, so, welcome Humility. to our podcast. Uh, Tom talks about golf. Yep. Golf talk. Uh, yeah. Golf talk. We're also strap in for the next and... ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Uh, all right. So we're going to be running two feeds. Tom's feed <laughs> is just going to be talking about golf, and then this one. So pan left. Just leave the left earbud in for Tom golf. Leave the right earbud in for D and D. Perfect. Okay. This is going to be. We're breaking new ground here. Yep. yep. It's going to be real weird. If you want a real mind, you blow your mind, just put both of them in. They sync up to Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, weird how we did yeah. that. Yeah. But it's, I mean, everything does. Russ will tell you all about it in his TED Talk. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we're at Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition Actual Play Podcast. And we're also on Patreon. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. And when you are a patron of Dungeons & Dragons, you have an episode dedicated to you. Like today's episode is dedicated to Richard Lorenz. Thanks, Richard. 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 You're awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Richard. You no, can check it out. Thank you very much. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. If all the golf talk is done. Yes, it's done. I promise. Put your finger away. If all the gar- gardening stuff is done. I literally said one thing and it was because I was forced to. You were but put I could on talk the spot. About, I could talk about this reusable metal straw for days. This is this is great audio. Yeah. Clink it around in the glass. Oh, yeah. That's coming through loud yeah. and clear. It's that's good. For those of you who can't quite see, it's rainbow. I don't know if that's really picking up on the video for our patrons, but it's rainbow. Well, it's Pride Month, so it has to be rainbow. It's the law. Saving the world. Yep. Like, just be in there and, and. Fuck it. Let's play D&D. Yeah, that's that's like Russ is just like, waiting. My Where's brain literally went. Boop, boop. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
We open on a scene at Waterdeep. It's about a week after the final battle at the Well of Dragons. The remaining forces have all made their way back to Waterdeep. And there is a massive gathering outside Castle Waterdeep. Up from a large balcony, we see Lady Laryl Silverhand, Leosin, and Lord Daggled Never Ember moving to address a waiting crowd that stands before them, which is a large percentage of the population of the surrounding area of Beirut who have and had come to Waterdeep escaping the cult's reach. All around the city, we see flags at half-mast from all of the various factions and alliances from around Faerun. Alongside them, we see banners of the Decimators of Dragons. Before Lady Laryl Silverhand, we see a large casket. And in front of that casket is Nulara's sword, Dragonslayer. Down in front, battle-weary and scarred, we see Flamekin's Thaddeus, Delane Winterhound, and all number of Allied Forces leaders. Lady Laryl goes to address the crowd. During the speech, she goes on to say that of the Allied forces, more than half were lost, including one of the Beacons of Hope, Nulara Moonbrook, struck down while defeating Tiamat herself. We look around the crowd, and there's a noticeable absence. Flint and Thea are nowhere to be seen. We cut to an unmarked caravan on the road between Waterdeep and the High Forest. It's raining, pouring rain. Two figures are at the seat of the caravan, hoods over their heads, as they move down a all-but-empty road. We move in on the figures to see Flint and Thea, Donnie seated behind them in the caravan, and they are traveling. What are you two doing and talking about? Well, Thea is for sure smoking a joint. She's regressed a little bit after uh, the loss of her bestie. 
and um, is kind of slumped down, horrific posture, hood over her head, silent, which is odd for her. Uh, Flint is just kind of scanning the tree line next to the road because he's a soldier. He's always on guard. You never know when someone's going to jump out there. See, I hope someone jumps out there. I imagine it's been silent for quite a while. Um, You two, after returning to Waterdeep, met with Leosin. We cut back to a couple days earlier as you arrive back in Waterdeep. I mean, you go to Leosin's chambers as uh, kind of a, a debrief of sorts, and he's uh, seated at his desk, just kind of blankly staring as you as you two enter. Flint just flops down in a chair. The, uh, I think, paces around the room. Uh, so, um, how's things? <laughs> how's, uh, um, well, thanks, thanks to you, we, we won. That's, that's how things are. The cult's forces have retreated, all that were left, and we uh, we estimate a good number of them were killed on the battlefield. Would you say at least 80%? You know what? I am a man of math. I would say somewhere in the vicinity of 80%. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me back home on that one. I mean, you say it was a win, but it, it doesn't really feel like it. No, no, it, it does not feel like a win today. Um, this is what we had t- discussed before you left, is that we prepared for the worst, hoped for the best, which overall... Faerun is safe for now, but at a cost of many of our own, including our dear friend Nulara. I mean, I know, I know, we had the the conversations before we left, but I'll be honest with you, I didn't think we'd need him. Just thought it was a formality. That's what I hoped for as well, Flynn. I I knew the battle that you were going into would be one that would be hard to win. What are we supposed to do now? In in terms of what, Thea? I I don't know. I in terms in general. of anything. In general. What what Our do we do? Our purpose is a little gone now. Um. I understand. You 
it's not going to seem like much consolation, but you will be uh, greatly rewarded for your service to Waterdeep. Oh, I don't give a shit and about to that. Faber. Yeah, 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 no, I get it. Give my half to Nulara's family. Yeah, mine too. That comes to what Nulara wanted to do in the event that she did not make it back. There will be a ceremony held here in the city. All will be invited to celebrate those that fought. Those that won and came back and those that won and paid the ultimate price. Nulara understood that this might be something, but said that she did not want to be part of it in a direct sense. And she requested that you, Flint and Thea, take her back to High Forest to her family. Okay. Yeah. Done. When do we leave? You can leave as soon as you are ready. I'm ready. Yep. Let's go. Is there anything else that Nulara said to you? Um, I don't know. Anything she may have written or that she wanted us to know in the event of her, you know... She has given explicit instructions where her material possessions are to go and where her remains are to be laid to rest. She knew that this could happen, and knowing Nulara as much as I did, this is a way that if she had to go out, This is the way she wanted to do it. Well, I can't argue with you there. Blaze of Glory was always... Yep, I mean... (laughs) I mean, we discussed it once on that train. Top five ways to go. Blaze of Glory was one. (laughs) We will pack everything into an unmarked caravan... And send you on your way. You will travel alone. I don't anticipate much in terms of uh, resistance along the way. At the very least, anything that you two cannot handle. After that, any place you want within the realm is yours. Any position is yours. Any task is yours. We are here to help you find purpose where you can. For now, your task, as you have said, is to take Nulara home. 
and we cut back to the caravan. Silence still. You can tell you're you're getting closer to where Nulara's family's homestead is, based on the directions and distances you've traveled and have been given um, by Leosin, because you yourselves have not been there. Uh, maybe you and Nulara have talked about it, but he's given you direct, very explicit directions on how to get there. Hey, do you, do you think Nulara asked to go back home because she knew what an utter pain in the ass it would be to travel her all this way back <laughs> to go and put her, like, with her family? Do you think that's why she did it? I mean, I wouldn't rule it out. I honestly wouldn't. Bitch got the last laugh, didn't she? She was always crafty, though. You knew she would. Shouldn't have been her. No, I mean, it... It should have been all of us. Yeah. I didn't think we were walking away. Do you feel as guilty as I feel? Because I feel guilty. I think it's survivor's yeah. remorse. Yeah, just, uh... Just, just a little bit. I could have done more. I could have got to her faster. I mean... I think we all could have done more. I don't think you could have done more. I think I could have. I, I saved you, my my one big shot for the for the very end. And what if I'd done it sooner? Maybe it would have been enough to to have her survive. You you beat the shit out of a five headed dragon. But I still flanked. I still feel like I could have done more. Maybe it's just the way it was supposed to be, or whatever. Could have been. I think at this point, uh, the rain's letting up, and you put your hood down. Flint, you were underneath the largest blast of flame from Tiamat. As was previously discussed... Armor was melting into skin, was melting into dragon scale. As you lower your hood, having been magically healed by this point, what does Flint look like now? Uh, definitely more scarred than before. Uh, there's a patch of his beard that, like, will not grow back. Oh, God. I mean, that magical healing can only do so much. In terms of the amount of dragon scale that we see, you had previously, last we saw, it was uh, on your arm and chest. What does it look like now? Uh, yeah, I mean, similar, maybe a little more encroachment up the neck. I turn over and I kind of touch the scales on your neck. I'm like, what's it feel like? Doesn't really feel any different than it did before. I I mean, I know it would feel different for you, but for you touching me, it it feels the same. Hmm. 
Do you have to like clean them with a toothbrush? Because I had a turtle once and I had to clean his shell and scales with a toothbrush. I mean, you know those like really coarse brushes that people use on their feet? Oh, yeah. I use one of those and it seems to do the job pretty well. I bet that feel really good. I mean, it does. If do you shed any? No, I haven't noticed any. Uh, I'm sure that they probably do, but you know, like when you have an itchy back and someone just mm. hits that spot perfectly? Mm. That's what it feels like when I use that brush. It's great. Oh. That's, that's very intimate sharing. Flint, thank you. You continue traveling for a while. Everybody make a perception check. What? I don't even have my dice out. You're playing D&D. What are you doing? I mean, you should have uh, your dice out. Sometimes I have my dice out and I never get to use them. Yeah. Uh, 15 for me. Oh, wait. Perception. Okay. My perception is good. 17. I rolled an 8. <laughs> Yay for bonus. Flint, you, you're watching the, the line there, so you can roll with advantage, too. Oh. Sure, Because you, you, you had previously mentioned that you were watching the... Was it on it. Uh, it was less than the 15. So. Okay. Plus, uh, you know, I distracted him a bit by talking sure. about grooming habits. It's true. The, uh, you see... Well, both of you see, um, ahead of you, a man standing in the road. Does he look friendly? He, he doesn't look unfriendly. Does he look hurt? Nope. Thea, you notice some movement off to the right in the trees as you have made your way more into High Forest now. And as you approach him, he calls out and says, Ah, hey, hey, hey there. What, uh, what brings you, what brings you out, out this far? That business is my own. Hmm. Fair enough. Transporting goods, services, something else. Precious cargo. Hmm, good. good. I, I look at Flint and I go, precious cargo? Precious fucking cargo. It's the most precious. You know, this, this guy's going to fucking try to steal from us, Flint. God damn it. I mean, Has I th- it been so long? I think we can handle this one dude. <clears throat> and then I, I nudge my head over to the right where there is some movement in, in the forest on the side. And I'm like, it's not just the one. It's never just the one dude. Well, shit. <laughs> uh, the guy has kind of put himself in the way of your carriage. I draw my bow. And I just, aim it at him. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's uh, What seems to be the problem here? Who are you? Uh, then my my name yes, my name your is, name. Well, my friends call me Davy, but I don't know if you're on if we're friends yet. What's your last name, Davy? Jones. Davy Jones. Yeah. Are you bullshitting me right now? Why would I do that? This dude does not look like any motherfucking pirate I know. Davy. Reminds me of that uh, traveling bard. There was another Davy Jones, though, so he renamed uh, to David Bowie. Oh, well, maybe he can rename himself to David Arrow after I put one of these in his leg. I might not want to do that if I were you. See, I've got friends in the trees who... Would you say they're friends in high places? Are they up in the trees? Ah, uh, you're good. 
You're good, you. <laughs> uh, I got friends in the trees, up in high places, and they—they're a little bit on—they're a little bit iffy on people traveling down their road, so they may have things trained on you. Is all I'm telling you. Their road. What? What makes it their road? Well, since, you know, there's not many people out here taking claims, it's just redividing the land back to who it should belong to. And, and, it's not me. It's not me. It's, it's my boss. He, he likes to, he likes, he likes this plot of land. Who's your boss? Oh, I, like I said, I don't know if we're friends yet, my dear. Oh, I don't need to be friends with you to talk to your boss. Fair enough. Anyways, I ask you to lower your weapons. We just want to take a look at what you're transporting, and then we'll let you on your way. What side of the battle did you fight on? Side of the battle? Oh, I'm sorry. Have you not heard? Yeah, you know the big mm. oh, big battle yeah. that just happened? The, the Five-headed dragon the big and all. Thing. <laughs> the big thing. Ah. We, we didn't fight in the battle. Oh, you didn't fight in the no. battle. So you are currently enjoying your unenslaved life. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so wonderful. And who do you have to thank for that? I mean, ourselves, obviously. We didn't get in the mix of all that. Thea releases an arrow into this dude's foot. She is not fucking around, and she is kind of like a loose cannon at this point. Okay, roll for attack. I'm going to roll for attack. Actually, roll attack. for initiative. And then roll for attack. Sorry, Flint. I don't know if you were looking for this kind of party, but if they Thea's were going to come to the thing, I was going to start swinging. So it's fine. <laughs> I didn't even want to wait. The fact that he didn't even know who never. You know what? I can't even get into it right now. <laughs> um, it's only fifteen. But do I get to go first anyway? Because you I surprise yes. attacked him. Well, yeah, you get a you get a a, a first round. Okay. Okay. You lose an arrow. It's a 20. Not. Not now. Okay. Uh, and I, it's just with my longbow. It's one. So it's seven piercing damage. So you lose this arrow, and it flies. You're aiming for his foot? I'm just aiming for his foot. Maybe even right between his toes, if I could be so accurate. Uh, well, we'll say you hit the foot. Um, but yeah, it goes right into the top of his foot and into the ground... Good, yeah, I don't, I don't really want him to move. Yeah, a good foot and a half, at least, into the ground. The ground's really wet at this point. Foot and, and a half. He... Oh! Uh, we're here all day, guys. So it goes through his foot, and he lets out a scream and says, Why did you do that? God! Because you don't know. I don't know what. Guys, get him! And we're to the top of initiative, which is you. Which is me. Oh, wow. That never happens. I right. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, taking my. on a new energy ever since you <laughs> Yeah. Died. So can I look around and see who I saw in the forest? Uh, make a investigation check. Uh, well, that's a 20. Uh, you see, yeah, you give a quick glance to the side. You see one archer for sure off to your right. Um, up in a tree. Was it um, Sterling it, Archer or Mallory Archer? Wasn't that good of an uh, of a investigation check. Going to have to get a little closer to find mm-hmm. out. Uh, you see one archer off into the right, and you see movement 
in the deck kind of down below off to the left. Okay. I decide to Eldritch Blast off to the right. Uh, in, into the, the person in the tree? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, it's an 18. That will hit. Okay, so a beam of crackling energy streaks toward him or her or it, whatever um, it is. You get three beams though, right? I so do have three beams, so I'm going to roll three times. That is a 15. A uh, 15 will not hit. That is a 20, not natural. Yes, that will hit. So you get two okay, beams. Okay, so I have getting. two beams. I'm going to, do I see two off to my right, one to my left? Uh, you see one archer up in the trees, there's the guy in front of you, and you see movement from the trees lower down off to your left. All right, well, I'm going to hit, uh, with both Eldritch Blasts, the person up in the trees, because I kind of want to leave the other guy alive, because I want him to know. Okay. Tom's <laughs> face, I was like, oh, this is the crazy Amy playing d and I remember. I'm into it. <laughs> Uh, so the damage on this guy is 1d10? Yeah, 1d10 force damage. Ah, two. Ooh, and a nine. So 11 force damage to dude in tree. Please tell me to knock him from the tree. So both bolts fly from your hands and... They're purple. Both purple bolts fly from your hands and strike the archer... And you hear him yell out as an arrow goes flying up into the canopy on the other side. And you hear crackling branches as he falls to the ground and takes another uh, two damage as he hits the ground. So it's 11. Yeah. The guy out in front, uh, it, it is his turn. Davy, it is Davy's turn. Bring it, Davy. Um, and he looks down at his foot, and he's trying to figure out how to pull. <laughs> he's just making <laughs> motions towards his foot. He's trying to figure out how to get this out of his foot, and you see him break it off. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, he's not pulling it either I way. know, I was going to question his sanity at that point. Uh, you see him break it off and lift his foot up over the last bit, and he's, oh, God, you guys are terrible! And he pulls and draws his sword and begins rushing the carriage. It's the middle time. <laughs> do, 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 do. It's middle time. It's middle, middle time. time. <laughs> Welcome back to the middle, everybody. This is where we tell you about all the crazy cool things we have going on. And September has been a wild and crazy. It's been a wild ride, you guys. It really has been. Yeah, it really has been. First off, let us tell you to stop slamming doors as soon as I start talking. You could have waited to talk as you saw no, me trying to put you, my dice away. You start moving as soon as I start talking. That's not true. First off. Let me tell you about all of the cool new Patreon tiers. And by me, I mean all of us. All of us. Because we're a group. We have new Patreon tiers. And we want you to go check them out. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. We have a whole ton of new exclusive content going on. Like what, Tom? Tell us. Give us a little oh. hint, hint, nudge, nudge at what some of that, that sweet goodness is. Exclusive content up the yin-yang. Let me tell you that much. 
Uh, we have, uh, what, whew, 20 plus hours? I'm sure we've got to be close to 30 by the end of this month. Yeah, there we go. We've got all sorts of bonus content for you in the Patreon tiers, and you can get in on that for as little as $2 per month. That's all it takes. That show you get at $2 a month, Tom Runs. Oh, that's the one. That's the one. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we do a, a game called The Side Scrollers that I DM where Russ, Amy, and Carla play three completely different characters. Same world that we're set in, but nothing to do with the other timelines that we got going on. Trust me, we just played two episodes coming up. It has nothing to do with anything that we have going on. Nope. No, it is. Truth. It is out there, yeah. man. But very fun. And we want you to go check that out. At the $5 tier, we got some other bonus stuff. What do we got over there, Carla? Well, uh, more bonus content. We are just giving you too much of us, maybe? Couldn't be. Couldn't be too much. Couldn't be. Dungeons Downtime, where we kind of do a quick little recap about each episode, about like what we thought about it. How funny we think we are. How much we <laughs> so cried. Funny. You know, whatever. All that usual stuff. Lots all that usual stuff. So that that comes out every week. And then all the other stuff, plus other extra bonus episodes. And you get early access to our new podcast. It's coming soon. It's called Facing Fate. So just five bucks. Plus all the stuff that was in that $2 tier as well, of course. There's a whole bunch of other great stuff. Um, uh, we, we even put one of the biggest feedback was that people wanted to play games with us. And you know what? We're doing that this month. It's very exciting. Arguably one of our most or the most exciting tier, uh, I think, is our $100 tier, which is our high in the sky tier, if you will. And you get to play in a monthly two hour max one shot with at least two cast members uh, one DM and one player, and the audio will then be released to the community as like an extra monthly episode, but just ultra special because we get to play with you, and we have someone playing with us this month. Oh my god! Yeah, it's gonna be really <laughs> oh awesome. My god. You know who you are. It's super exciting, but there's room for more, so you can come play too if you want. There are, yeah. We there can be how many people? There can be four people who join us. One thing to clarify with that tier is that you don't have to sign up with it for every month. We understand that it is a very expensive tier. That would be lucrative. Um, we've had many, many questions as to, you know, how long do I got to stick it? You, you pay for a month, you play a game, and then you can drop down to a lower tier wherever you're more comfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, so if it's a special treat or it's something you, if it's something you want to do for the rest of forever, sure. we won't stop. God, you. I will play with you. Every month in the game, in the <laughs> in the sandbox, which wherever. No, um, we will play a game with you Absolutely. every month if that's what you want. That's what we want. Patreon.com slash dumb dragon cast. Go check out all those sweet new tiers. Lots of other great, cool stuff up there. Now, some other things that we've got going on in Edmonton, which is where Amy and I are. Mm -hmm. There's this thing called Edmonton Expo, which is like our Comic Con here. And we're going to be playing a live show there all four of us. Uh, if you don't speak Russese, he means we are going to be playing a live show and Tom and Carla are going to be coming to join us. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> Some people's ears don't reach that register of. Sorry. But the I dogs listening will love it. Yeah, the dogs are really yeah. into it. We will be in Edmonton doing a live show on Saturday, September 21st. At 1245. We would love to see you there. We are so excited to see each other and play a game around the table. But it would be extra dope if you were there. 
It sure would yeah, be. We're going to try to record the content. We are we are going to record we the content. We are going to record the content. So if you... So, no, go ahead. No, you really want to say it. You do it. No, you want to say no. it so bad. So if you aren't able to come and see us, we will get you that audio and it will be like you're experiencing it with us there. Well, now you can talk. God damn it. Um, yeah, so we got that live show going on, which is going to be super sweet. But then it was also announced this week that the new podcast of From Wizards of the Coast, that's happening starting next week. And guess what? We're a part of that, too. Yeah, we are. We're episode yeah. two. We are episode two. Come with us on a trip into hell. As far as yes. the relay goes, I don't know what they call that second position. It's not the anchor. It's the second position. I think it's probably just the second Second position yeah. in that yeah. seven podcast relay. Yeah. Right. Second position, but not second fiddle. So that's going to be released on the Dungeon Delve podcast RSS feed. I'll link it down in the description. Check that out. There'll be seven episodes along with podcast North by North Quest, How We Roll, Royal Nerd Theater, Dungeon Drunks, Red Moon Role Playing, and The Broadswords. And it was organized uh, by Victoria Rogers of The Broadswords. And... Daniel Kwan of Asians Represent. We're very excited to be part of that. Ours is episode two. And no, I can't tell you any spoilers because I don't want to spoil the content. So you no just got to listen to it. But it's fun. But it's so much fun. Anyways, we've talked to you in your ear off for too long. So get back to that episode. Hope, hope you're not crying too much. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Flint, it's your turn. And how close is he? Um, how far away did you guys stop from him? I would say pretty close, 20 feet, somewhere in that neighborhood. Sure, yeah, then he's within 15. He's, he's moving towards. Uh, I'm going to do that really cool thing in kung fu movies where the hero just, like, slowly approaches, and you're like, oh, no, like, something bad's going to happen. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to, um, swing my axe. Oh, I guess I'm using my, uh, moist tongue longsword, since it's back in my possession. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna, under my breath, say moist, because it's still embarrassing for Flint when he has to say it out loud. <laughs> but, Wait. but is it really intimidating if you're walking slowly towards moist. someone and you just go, moist? Moist. All right, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. We'll <laughs> roll with it. Changed yep. opinion on this. Uh, as Flint slowly walks towards this man, he just kind of, not super loudly, but looks him right in the eyes. He's walking towards him and just says, moist. And then, like... <laughs> Which kind of <laughs> stops him in his tracks, and he's like, what? Yeah. Hey, don't kill him all the way dead, okay, Flint? Okay. <laughs> okay. Fuck. Can do. Uh, Russ, I would like to not kill him all the way dead, if at all possible. Uh, Non-lethal non damage, got it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so first attack is... A24. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, that will hit. Uh, it's 14 damage. Oh, plus there's cold damage, hang on here. 14 plus... And 8, so 22 damage. 8 of which is cold. Okay, so you strike into, you move forward slowly, stupefying Davy uh, with your moist. 
um, and uh, strike into his uh, strike into his like arm and shoulder there, um, and the skin uh, it becomes blackened from the from the cold damage. And he's like, ah, he lets out a big guttural ah, and he drops to a knee. He's still uh, he's still fighting the good fight. Um, well, I mean, he's dropped to a knee, and he's got a pretty big, open, gaping flesh wound, but uh, he's still alive, and, and uh, because you non-lethal damage, uh, but still conscious. Okay. Uh, next attack was only a 14. 14 will not hit. Goes off of his armor. And third attack's a 21. That will hit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that is six, and another six of cold damage. So twelve, all said and done. At this point, Thea puts her feet up, like, like up. You know, like if she were at a desk, her feet would be on the desk. I'm not. I'm not sure how that works at a carriage. Also, is Tiny pulling our carriage? Because I really feel like he would be. You tell me. Yeah, he is. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Tiny is pulling your carriage. There are the other two, Buttercup and and. Honey, Buttercup, and... Clip-clop, Russ. Clip-clop, clip-clop. I, I didn't prepare for the horses to come back. Uh, sure, we don't need all three, but I say we have all three anyway, because it's nostalgia. Yep. Also, probably want to give Buttercup back to... Um, you strike again into Davy, more black and like, frost-bitten wound um, along his other side, um, and he drops his longsword into the mud... And he looks up at you and says, Okay, okay, we're sorry. You hear where the archer fell, kind of a groan. As you hear somebody trying to stand up. Flint, you catch an arrow in the back. Oh, I guess they're not sorry enough. From off to the left. And you're going to take seven piercing damage. As this, oh no, that was that was a crit twenty. Uh, sorry, uh, that is sixteen piercing damage. As this goes straight through your shoulder. Okay, I'm gonna down that by three because of my heavy armor mastery. You've taken the bolt, and then you hear uh, coming off to the left there heavy footsteps and a guttural call as a man with a axe comes running out towards you, swinging. Uh, that's going to be a 23 to hit. Oh, yeah. That's going to be 14 slashing damage to you. I will take 11 of that. So you have an axeman, Davy, in front of you. Thea's chilling like a Thea's villain behind. chilling like a villain, <laughs> although you have seen the arrow kind of go through, well, not kind of. Yeah. Come out and I'm go watching through. still. Um, and we're back to the top, and it is your turn. Thea. You didn't close your eyes when you kicked your feet up. <laughs> it does sound like something I would do. Uh, so I hop down and I walk out. And as I do so, is there a way I can like prepare a spell and make it look fucking super cool? Like, st- like think like storm. In X-Men, like how she would raise up off, her eyes would go white, things would get weird, you know shit's about to happen, but it doesn't quite happen. Okay, tell me what what you do. Okay. 
So tell me what you want to do, and yeah. then we'll, we'll just we'll okay. figure out how it. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I'm really going for an intimidation tactic here. Okay, so we'll we'll go for your go for an intimidation move, but you're using a spell. Yes, I'm going to use before you release it. Exactly, I'm going to use call lightning. Okay. So I'm going to take a page out of Flint's book and I'm going to walk forward creepily. Actually, first, because okay, here's what I'm imagining. Right, so we've got like poor new Lars body in the back, um, the carriage. We've got. Tiny in the middle, the two other, like, seemingly itty-bitty ponies to either side, right? Well, I hop up and I walk on top of Tiny. So I'm huge and I'm up there, right? And so I put my hands out to the side and because it was already raining and very scarily, like, you know, outside, I'm going to call lightning. And so I'm going to create a storm cloud right above us, like, all the scary booming, crashing, you can see it all. And I look down at them and I say, I will give you one chance to surrender to the decimators of dragons. Um, make an intimidation roll. You have to fucking roll after all that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a one. They're like, I'm not scared of you. You're fine. <laughs> it's a one. They're not scared of me. I would also just like to say... You didn't say anything. It's an audio oh, podcast. Right. Well, some people are watching. I just showed my shirt. It is the Doomed and Determined shirt with a D20 fold with ones. Go to our Tee Public store to... Yeah, get, get one of those. One. If, if it represents you as much as it represents me. Oh, well, okay. Plus your intimidation. You don't get a natural one. Like, that doesn't count uh, for... Okay, fine. It's a three. Okay. <laughs> they they see you, and you see kind of a hint of fear, and then they're like, we can take you. And you don't <laughs> scare them at all. All right, well then. Uh, wh whose turn is Donnie going on? We didn't oh. determine that, because Donnie's got to go on a turn. Should Donnie go on my turn? Sure. Hey, yeah. no, wait a minute. You get three turns. I want Donnie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right now we're fighting over like custody of like a like a poor orphaned child. <laughs> There's his stats there. So okay, what do you want him to do? Uh, okay, well while I'm being scary, uh, I'll say, oh, I don't scare you. Well, maybe he will. Uh, he is going to flat forward and use weakening breath. Because I mean, in the back of our minds, we know we're good guys, but these guys are being dill holes and while i prefer not to kill any of them sure i obviously couldn't uh, intimidate so who them. are you targeting if um, you're targeting the two guys on the ground by flint you're gonna get flint as well oh well i don't want him to get flint so maybe he's just gonna he's just gonna fly and bite he's gonna bite uh axe man okay i'm not gonna use that the one that rolled the one well that only rolled a six plus six is twelve uh, no, so, 12 no. does not hit, but, um, I'll give you another intimidation roll on that. Um, with Donnie's, what's intimidation? Charisma. Donnie gets a plus three. 17. And as they don't seem phased, which is ridiculous, by your call lightning, out of the carriage comes a medium-sized gold dragon. 
and he flaps his wings up in the air, flies forward, and basically swoops by the axe, which sends him stumbling backwards, and he falls into the mud. He's now prone. Davy, as well, falls backwards, um, and you hear from off in the trees, holy fuck! And you hear footsteps, um, one kind of scaling down a tree, the other one begins booking it into the woods. So you, it is uh, Davy's turn. And is it he, not my turn? You already Do went. It. Yours was call lightning. I didn't use it. Well, you were intimidating. I thought that was it. No, if they weren't scared of it, I was going to burn them with it. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were Go just jumping it. backwards at uh, Donnie there for a minute. <laughs> I thought you were done your stuff. So. No, because if it didn't scare them, I was absolutely going to use it. Okay, so what do you want to do? Well, I'm going to call fucking lightning. Okay. What I'm going to do. Oh, it just happens. That's nice. So who are you aiming for? I am going to... Oh, God. I don't want to kill anybody. Yeah, there's no... not. There's no... Um, with magical damage, uh, there's no... I can't hold back. Aim for the axe, back. man. He's yeah, fallen he prone. He yep. hasn't taken any damage yet. All right. Uh, so I point to the axe man, and a bolt of lightning flashes down. And he's not near anybody, is he? He's uh, no, he's fallen prone, so he's he's like ten feet away from Flint. Five, okay. five to ten feet away. Good. So you must take a dexterity saving throw. Nope. Good. That's like so a six. Three d ten. Also, if you're prone, I would imagine you would have like disadvantage you have at disadvantage. best. I roll. I rolled a two. Yeah. Uh, if you're outdoors in stormy conditions when you cast the spell, the spell gives you control over the existing storm instead of creating a new one. And under such conditions, the spell's damage increases by 1d10. Canonically, there is a storm going on. Ah, 4d10. Suck on that. Two. He's going to suck on that lightning. He's going to suck. I'm going to put my rod of lightning right inside of his mouth and he's going to suck on it. I apologize, listeners. No, I don't. Not really. No, you don't. Not really. Okay, here we go. That is 14, 17, 19 lightning damage. I was expecting like 32, but that was pretty still good. Your call lightning comes down and like hits the chest plate of uh, of this axed warrior and like it like goes out into all of his limbs and he is now seemingly unconscious on the ground. There's smoke coming up from uh, from his chest. You're uncertain if he's alive or dead. Um, he is in a dark place. Right it now. is Davy's turn and he sees all of this happen and he's fallen backwards into the mud with Flint standing over top of him and he's like, okay, okay, okay. You're good. Don't hurt me. Last time you said that, my buddy got an arrow in the back. Yeah, I know, but they're... Didn't you hear them leave? There was only the two of them. It's like, I don't even have a weapon anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I jump off the horse and go, You better not be related to new Lara Moonbrook. Who? Good. Wouldn't that be fucking awful if I just, like, killed her? 
<laughs> would be less than ideal. I mean, that would be kind of a dick move for me to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. Sender brothers. Whoops. So you where's your so boss, sorry. friend? Um, you you want you want you want to know where bo- the boss is, do you? Mm-hmm. Well, I, what if what if we just decided to say that none of this ever happened? I go on my way, and you go on your way. I don't know. I don't know, Flint, if he's learned his lesson. I mean, let's see here. Arrow through the knee, or arrow through the foot. Foot, yeah. Got a couple slices on the old chest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, he's pissed himself, so... Yeah, that's awkward. I thought the rain would hide that. It didn't. But, yeah. We are Flint and Thea. Okay. And Nulara. You owe your lives to us. Now in more ways than one. Wait. You're, 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 you're Flinthy and Nulara. Fuck. Okay. Yep. My, my boss's name is, is Axel, Axel Morelli. And, 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 and his headquarters is in, is in Hellgate Dell. Kind of corner of High Forest. Well, we're going to tell you what. If you see us coming to the compound, you get the fuck out of there. Because we're not going to spare you again. I'm not even going to be at the compound. Oh, good. Get the fuck out of here, then. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Okay. Let, let's say something inspiring. Honest living, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, okay. Go. He, and take your smoky friend with you. He, he, go, kind of, he scrambles up. And out of the mud, you see him move for his long sword. Nope. You're going to leave yeah. that there. Nope. That's, that's fair. That's ours now. That's understandable. Okay, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, Benson. Let's let's go. You see him kind of drag his friend and reach for a pulse. He's, like, he, he's dead. Um, maybe, maybe I could leave him here? No, you okay. take him with you. It is ben- your fault. He's dragging him as you're saying this. He's like, yeah, I got it. Bury got him somewhere. It. Okay. Thank you. Flint, I totally killed that guy. I didn't mean to. It's okay. I mean, they kind of had it coming. Yeah, a little bit. Plus that fucking cool lightning show thing you did. I was intimidated. I liked it. Thank you. Good God. You pack yourselves back up, tend to your wounds, and uh, head back on the trail. Um, It's uh, another few hours um, anything notable that you guys want to discuss before you get to uh, the Moonbrook branch, for lack of a better term? Uh, question, Russ. What was the name of that place that the boss was in? Hellgate Dell. Because, I mean, maybe this guy's been hassling New Lauren's family and we need to go take care of him. We'll find out. Maybe. Uh, would you say we're traveling for another four hours? Sure. Okay. I go into a trance at that time with the help of weed. So no talking whatsoever. Got it. No. Yeah. I go into a trance. Um, I respond with mm-hmm's and I gain back my spell slot. Uh, short rest if you're so inclined there. <laughs> I don't need it. I'm fine. <laughs> I barely got it. I just wanted my spell slot back. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, 
I mean, I'll give you an extra 15 minutes if there's anything you want to discuss before you get to. I mean, I don't know. I think we're. We're oh, both in something. the same boat, I think. Uh, Flint, do you do you know if they sent a message ahead? Does. Does her family know we're coming? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that. Yes. But flashback to Leos and Leos and says, we're sending message ahead before your arrival. Cut in. It's fine. Okay, good. Because I really didn't want to be the one to break the news. Yeah, I, I didn't want to have to show up and present uh, what our cargo for for that. Oh, God. Don't call her cargo. Next time, say angry bees. What are you oh. hearing back there? Angry bees. Angry bees. Of course. That makes way <laughs> more sense. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna sit in silence for for a minute here. Yep. You um you round a final bend that opens up into a larger clearing. Uh, you've seen from a little while ago uh, smoke kind of rising, not not like serious smoke, but like smoke from smokestacks for fires and that sort of thing. And you come into the clearing and you see a couple people uh, tending to some of the crops um, surrounding the. The, the complex, the area, and they hear your carriage uh, and look up, and um, you see a noticeable drop in their posture, um, in their body language, and the two um, come to meet you on the trail, and they say, um, uh, <clears throat> Uh, we haven't had many people th- through here recently, and it's, uh, if, uh, are you Flint and Thea? Yeah. Yes. Of course. Um, I'm Jonzik. Uh, this is, uh, is Rulin. Um, uh, we, uh, we received, um, word that um, what what you're doing here um, come come with us and they lead you uh, up the road and into the community people begin to come out of their houses as they as they see you come and it's not much needs to be said, I don't think. The brothers, John Zick, Rulin, Grun, Fabrier, Bellur, and Verez all help you unpack the carriage, taking good care of the casket that was uh, packed and uh, more or less hidden beneath some other things in case of um, somebody coming and looking in. They, um, they pull the casket out and take it to a building kind of to the back of the, of the, of their community. Rulin comes up to you as this is all happening. And he says, um, the, um, the, the message didn't really 
have much in terms of what happened. Were were you two with her when when she when she died? We were. She fought bravely. Um, she, uh, she said she, <laughs> she said she'd be back. Um, she's just hoping under, um, better, better circumstances, I guess. Um, come, uh, we'll, um, we'll, we'll make a meal, um, and um, there's been talk of uh, of, uh, of a, a burial ceremony next to our parents. Um, we'll do that uh, later after everybody's had a chance to say goodbye. I hug him. He um, he kind of goes a little stiff at your hug. I hug then... him a little tighter, and then I say, "Nulara wasn't much of a hugger at first either." No, <laughs> she, uh, she isn't. It wasn't, wasn't, was she? Um, he returns the hug. And uh, leads you to, to a um, communal house um, where, the, uh, where everybody's kind of preparing a meal. You sit down uh, with all of Nulara's family. Some of the kids come up and start showing you different things of theirs. <laughs> like kids do. Like Look kids at this rock I kids found. Kids totally do. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what kids do. It's fine. Cool rock, kid. They they make a meal. Everybody sits down. It's, it's pretty... It's a pretty somber occasion, obviously. Um, there's not much chatter that goes on until the end of the night... Um, all the kids are being put to sleep and everybody's tidying up and uh, you're you're sitting with Johnzik and he says we hadn't seen much of Nulara until she was able to to come home uh, which was which was amazing she mentioned how much she how much she loved the two of you. And how you were... How you were family to her. Thank you. For making sure she wasn't alone. We're sorry. We, we couldn't do more. I... She told me that it was going to be something that was hard won and hard fought and that there was a chance that she wasn't going to come back. So, in some way, I was prepared for this day. In other ways, you can't. You can't. You just can't. 
be sorry. You were with her until the end, fighting beside her, being with her. It's really, she wasn't meant to stay here. She was meant to be out there adventuring, fighting, doing right. And the outcome, as hard as it is, it's what she, it's what she wanted to see the world, the country free. I raise my glass. I assume we have glasses. There's uh, no way anyone's doing any no, of this sober. I would sober. have to think so. I raise my glass and I say, Tanulara, she saved us all. Here, here. He raises his glass as well and takes a big swig. So I could never ever ask before, but any good embarrassing stories? The songs Nowhere Land, Lost Time, Blue Feather, The Machine Thinks, and At Rest are by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. When Kilner accepted the job of smuggling escaped heiress Samantha Trapp across the galaxy, she expected the job to be over and done with quickly. But now they're stuck with each other and they have a job to do. Think of Automnicon as a sort of student loan company. You take a loan from them and then they own you until you've paid it off with interest. So all I have to do is pay off my debt? Fine, I can do that. How much do I owe? 900,027 credits and counting. You're stuck here, with me, to work it off. We Fix Space Junk is a sci-fi sitcom from Battlebird Productions, featuring Travelling by Cryo. Don't worry if you feel like you're drowning. That's perfectly normal. Wait, what? Aliens from across the galaxy. Greetings, visitors. Stop, popcorn! Hello, Your Excellency. AIs. Dad, how do I do air? You're already doing it automatically. Calm down. And, of course, thrilling and exciting missions in outer space. Hello, valued employees. Here are the details for your next exciting mission. You will be repairing a device redacted in or at the location redacted. Space Junk is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Subscribe, consume, integrate, indoctrinate, assimilate, degenerate, and watch your body decay into a faceless husk as your mind floats aimlessly in space. Register your interest with Automicon now.